for tuning into the Women's Dating and Confidence podcast. Today I have a very special episode because I'm going to be answering a listener question. So I'm going to read it to you, but first I just want to let you know, if you didn't already know, if you email me or write me on Instagram or Facebook, you can send me a question that you have about dating, relationships, or confidence, and I will create a podcast episode specifically for you. So that's what I'm doing for today's listener, and I'm not sure if she wants to stay anonymous, so I won't say her name, but here's what she wrote. I'm going through a breakup after dating my ex for over a year. We're both 25 years old. He talked about the future, looking at places to live together, our future kids and dogs' names, and called and texted all the time. We barely fought, and overall it was a pretty healthy relationship. He broke things off saying, I care about you, but I don't want to be in a relationship with you because I'm not 100% in it. I don't want to waste your time, and I want you to be happy. This left me to feel rejected, abandoned, and self-confidence shattered. So that's that. Because this is something I could have never seen coming, right? Is there anything I could have done to protect myself? Tips for healing when the breakup is all on him? Red flags maybe for next time? Found you on Spotify and love it. Recently single, and then she signed her name. Thank you so much for sending me your question. I think this is something that we have all experienced. Heartbreak, rejection, loss, having our confidence shattered by an event. And so I think your question is so relevant to many of the people who will be listening to this episode. So the first part of your question that I would like to address first is the idea of looking for red flags. And so I'm not really a fan of doing that because like I've said before, I've been very open about being a very jealous person in the past and being very afraid of being cheated on in relationships. And part of what I was doing in those relationships was constantly looking for red flags that he might cheat on me so that I wouldn't have to experience that rejection. The reason why it's not good to try to look for red flags or determine those is because what you're looking for, you will find. And the same way when I was jealous and looking for signs that he might be cheating on me in order to get ahead of it and prevent it, I found (laughs) so many signs that he could be cheating on me or he could be attracted to other people because I was looking for it really hard. And so actually none of those things may have been a threat to me, but I perceived and interpreted anything and everything as a sign that he might break up with me or he might cheat on me or that he's going to leave me or anything like that. And so it's very natural after this kind of heartbreak that you would want to know how to prevent that in the future because it's really painful. I remember when I had my first breakup where I was on the receiving end and I was kind of blindsided as well. I felt like my chest was made out of metal And it was so hard to get up every morning and do what I had to do. I felt so depressed and I could hardly keep myself from crying for like months. And so I understand the temptation to want to never experience that again and do everything in your power to prevent that from happening again. 
But what I realized over time is that part of loving fully is becoming a little bit interdependent, not codependent, like your entire life and happiness depends on their every move and decision, but just kind of leaning against the person. And that's actually very healthy in relationships. And a consequence of doing that is that you stumble and fall if that person decides to walk away and you no longer have that support. And so what I would suggest to you instead of looking for red flags is to reflect on your relationship and decide what was really important to you that wasn't really there. Because the fact that you were blindsided actually gives us some insight into the communication in your relationship. It sounds like he was communicating one thing, like planning your future together, but he never really communicated the fact that there were other things in the relationship that he didn't feel 100% secure about. And so that's something that you might consider for your next relationship is the person's communication skills. And so after my last breakup a few years ago, I actually wrote out all of the things that I decided were actually really important to me for the next relationship that I go into. Everything from what our sex life was going to be like to how we communicated with each other and what kind of humor we shared and what kind of interests he has and all of the things that were like non-negotiable for me. Another thing that might help you in the future and something that you could learn from this specific relationship is that from reading your email, it sounded like he spoke a lot about the future and doing certain things, but he didn't really follow through with action. And I had a really similar experience where I was dating a guy and he mentioned living together all the time. And he mentioned it like at least six or seven times over the period of two months. And each time I was like, oh, I'm not really sure about that. Like, yeah, maybe one day I wasn't really thinking about it too much. And then something happened where all of my roommates were going to move out at the same time. So I brought it up to him again. I was like, hey, is that something that you're actually considering and want to talk about? And he freaked the fuck out. (laughs) And what I learned was that okay, it's great if you're interested in that and you're talking about living together or our future kids and blah, blah, blah. But I'm not going to invest according to what you say. I'm going to invest according to what you do and your actions. So I might get excited talking about the future with a guy that I'm dating, but I'm not going to mistake that for an actual investment in our future. I think this is really important, especially for the beginning phases of a relationship and even when you're just dating, is to get excited about what he actually does and not based on what he just says that he's going to do at some point in the future. So I actually recorded a separate podcast episode about rejection that I'm going to release before this episode because I felt like that was a whole another topic on its own. And so I highly recommend that you listen to that because I think a big part of the heartbreak feeling comes from feeling rejected. And so it's really important to kind of reframe that rejection and that will help you feel better about that. But I did want to mention that in the case of relationships and the ending of those relationships, 
one person will always notice first that it's not a good fit. And I wish it didn't have to be that way because then we wouldn't have to deal with rejection. We would just know at exactly the same time that we're not meant to be together, but that's mostly not the case. Usually one person kind of feels that internal nudge before the other one. And in the future, when you look back on that relationship, you will see that it wasn't a good fit. And if you had been together longer and he didn't get that nudge to break up or move on, then you would have been the one who saw that it wasn't a good fit and you would have been the one to break up. I don't believe that you lost the right person. I think he just realized that he wasn't the right person first. So now let's actually talk about some things that you can do to help heal your heart. And part of it is looking at the thoughts in your mind that are causing you to feel this pain. So for example, you might have thoughts about how it's your fault or thoughts about men in general or thoughts about relationships that will make your heart ache. Um, But there are also things that you can do that help you feel better. One thing that you can do is engage in creative projects, whether you do that through a class or just something that you do at home. I feel like when we're creative, we are connected to that part of ourselves that is untouched by outside circumstances. And usually when we do something creative, it requires us to be very present. And I think that is very healing as well. Another thing that you can do and focus on is enhancing your relationship and connections with friends and family and anybody else that you care about. I found that to be so helpful when I was going through heartbreak. I think feeling connected to others will definitely help you heal your heart. And lastly, exercise can help so much. And I know this is really annoying to hear because everybody says it. And I remember I had this period where I felt really anxious every day and I had a hard time sleeping because I would get especially anxious before going to bed. And my boyfriend kept telling me like, just go jogging, do some exercise, go run every day. And I was like so annoyed. I was like, no, this is a big problem and exercise isn't going to solve it. But actually it helped relieve a lot of the anxiety that I was feeling. And so... I think anything that supports your well-being and your health is going to help you through these emotional challenges as well. So those are a few things that you can actually do to help support yourself through this time. But also a part of it is it's just going to take time for this to pass. And I know it's really hard, but time really does heal a lot of things. And I'm sorry that you're going through this. And... I'm also really confident that you will get to the other side of it. All right. Thanks again for your question and thanks to everybody for listening today. I hope this helped you if you are going through a heartbreak right now. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode. If you have any questions that you would like me to answer, just go to the show notes and there's more information there. Have an awesome day. Bye.